Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. This is the Maverick Podcast. I'm your host, DJ Maverick. Today, we have a super special guest. We have Jessica Lerner, and she is an urban designer. Welcome to the pod. How are you? I'm great. <laughs> awesome. I'm very good. I'm, I'm super excited to have you on the podcast. Before we dive in, for the 1% of the people out there that don't know who you are, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, um, I'm an urban designer right now. So um, that's been for about the last three years, full-time, six years, kind of part-time while I was in school. Awesome. Um, I started out my career as a graphic designer at a screen printing company. So for almost 10 years, I did that. I worked in a screen printing shop. I got to work with a lot of different people, which is really fun and exciting. Um, people starting new businesses, people doing events. So mostly when people get t-shirts, they're kind of excited about it. Definitely. So. <laughs> yeah. Swag is always good. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's kind of how I got my start. And then I also um, have a degree in letters, which awesome. um, people think is sometimes about calligraphy, yeah. which it is not. Um, <laughs> it's a traditional liberal arts degree. So like an ancient language, modern language, Okay. Philosophy, literature, and history. It's Very like the, cool. the little short snippet. Awesome. Um, and that was at University of Oklahoma, OU. They're one of the few um, universities in the country that has that degree, actually. Okay. Most people have classics, but um, um, letters is a little more broad and flexible, which is why I liked it. So I could kind of like pick the best teachers and the most interesting classes. Sweet. So, awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So let's rewind it back a little bit. Tell me about young Jessica. What were you into like in school? If I would have asked you, you know, you as a kid, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? What would you answer to that? Well, when I was really little, I wanted to be a pediatrician. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> I don't know why. Or um, I actually went to um, Northeast for a little while because it was the Academy of Health Sciences and Engineering. So Definitely. I was like, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to do this. And then Northeast didn't really work out for me. And I think that's when that kind of okay. <laughs> changed. Um, so that's kind of what I started out as. And then I do remember once we had like a writing prompt in seventh grade or so. And it's like, what do you want to be? And yeah. I, I said I wanted to design things and live really close to work. <laughs> okay. <All laughs> so <right. laughs> um, I, I had that right. It's still true. So Awesome. Yeah. So that was like your check, check, you know, design things, live close to work and you're good. Huh? Yeah, I'm not close enough yet, but no? I'm fairly close. <laughs> I wish I was closer. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. So when I hear letters, I want to say most of the people that I know that study letters want to be lawyers. Is that kind of like... A majority of the people or no? Um, some people use it as a pre-law degree. Um, okay. Some people use it as pre-med even with some extra science in there, Got of it. course. Um, but that's why it has that flexibility to kind of do what you want. Okay. Um, I really did it because I had done, like I changed my major a few times. So I originally was just undeclared. And then as I was starting out, I was actually at UCO and Edmond. Okay. And um, it's like every semester I'd be like, oh, I really like this class. And they'd be like, you should be this major. You should be this major. It's so difficult. (laughs) Like, you know, at that age, if they ask you like, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? Like, it's so difficult, you know, like I wish there was a better way to figure out like, hey, let me have a little taste of this, a little taste of that before I like declare like this is it, you know? Yeah, I think other countries do that a little better kind of than, than here. Um, Maria Montessori, like the Montessori method, uh-huh. she kind of like died before she could finish it all. But part uh, of it was kind of this like gap year during puberty uh-huh. or, or more than a year, like three years where you could kind of like pause school and get to explore and oh, just wow. exist. And then you would go into high school as kind of your like 
beginning of kind of like what we think of as college, okay. I think, or kind of with a direction. So how high a level does that type of education go to, to high school and that's kind of where it stops or what? Well, I mean, they never really finished it. So okay. um, I don't know how their schooling works exactly there. Probably okay. you do high school and then depending on the degree, you know, if it, you know, you might be done or you might need some more, just like we have like med school and law school. So. I see. And speaking of school, high school, Jessica, <laughs> like yeah. what were you into? Were you into sports? Were you into like, you know, more like book level like stuff? Like what were your interests during high school? Yeah, I did like kind of a hybrid approach. So we had the international baccalaureate program at Classen. So I did that like exclusively for the first two years as my major, but I was also taking art classes. And then sophomore year, I was like, I really like photography. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I became an art major, but I kind of tell people it was a photography major. It was like my, my emphasis. So that's cool. what I did a lot in high school. And I played soccer, but I'm awesome. not a <laughs> Did you do the whole like yearbook club and all that, like part of that or no? No, no. I didn't take, I don't take pictures of people. Okay. <laughs> so I really like to take close up pictures of things like with a macro lens, oh, like get yeah. really close, like textures and color more than people because people move. And so you need a lot of light or yeah. a flash and I don't like flashes. Okay. So like tripod and slow and like I'm really good at holding my camera very still <laughs> like mm. practice that okay uh, so I could handhold and do long exposures if I needed to awesome but, did you pursue yeah. photography like beyond that or did you sort of just do it in high school and now it's like more of a hobby well it's a little bit of a hobby still I for some reason I had this idea that if I did it as a career I wouldn't enjoy it anymore mm. so I didn't pursue it past high school even yeah. though kind of my my two best friends in school both went on and both did it and are both uh, photographers okay. now professionally awesome um I didn't yeah. <laughs> so um it's it's weird how you kind of like you definitely lose lose it a bit yeah like I I can still take photos but it's, it's not the same Okay. But I really enjoyed the darkroom aspect of it because I did all film photography. Oh, so you got to yeah. like develop your film and all that. That's yes. awesome. I've actually cool. never let anyone else develop my film ever. So I have like six rolls of film from my last trip cool. that I've never processed. And then they're probably bad now. But okay. I just need to like do it, I guess. Yeah. Find find my chemicals and get out the canister wow. and do it. We'll <laughs> Man, see. so you were like the real deal, like <laughs> photography, developing your, your photos, like everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I went to the the Quartz Mountain um, Summer Arts Institute um, okay. a couple of times, um, and they have a dark room there too. And I got to to do that, and you get different. Prof they like bring in guest professors and and stuff. So awesome. Got to learn from a lot of different people. Cool. Lucky. So I'm sort of putting the puzzle pieces together as we <laughs> speak, and I see uh, elements of design here a little bit. Like I like to like sort of focus on like you know patterns or something over here. So is that kind of like what drew you to the what you're currently doing, which is the urban design aspect or, or how did that come about? Because you go letters and then all of a sudden <laughs> you're like urban designer. How's that work? Yeah. Well, I guess you're kind of right in that people who have a letters degree often like go on and get another degree because they had my letters degree. It was great. I learned a lot, but then it's kind of like, okay, now, now what? Yeah. Um, so I happened into urban design and, and landscape architecture a little bit in a weird way, even though it's something I had also wanted to do when I was in high school and forgot forgot about somehow. Oh yeah. So like in um, freshman year, we had to make a presentation 
like we're going to learn PowerPoint now, which okay, that's <laughs> I funny. Don't, I don't think anyone has that as a class anymore because right. it's just automatic. It's just like a given. Like you're supposed to like you're you're born. You should, you're supposed to do a PowerPoint presentation, which is probably yeah. true. Probably two year olds <laughs> can do it now. Yeah. But um, mine was you know another like career question thing, and so I did landscape architecture as my PowerPoint presentation, and wow. I don't have the file anymore, but I remember it was very photo heavy, uh-huh. very hard to read because I was like flowers yeah. everywhere, which is not really what landscape architecture is necessarily Uh but um i i had that and part of why i think i liked landscape architecture is my grandmother was a graphic designer and my grandfather was a horticulturist oh wow and so i kind of like combined them that's awesome (laughs) yeah Yeah. like put them together (laughs) into one very cool um but whenever i was applying for grad school i actually had applied to be um, a planning major so a regional and city planning and there's this conference they have every two years at OU, um, the placemaking conference. And I was at that conference and I met one of the professors from the landscape architecture program. And she was like, I think you might like landscape architecture too. And I was like, oh, okay. Why did she say based on your design or, or did you have a presentation or why did she no, say No, she that? hadn't seen uh-huh. anything. I was just from talking to her. Okay. She just thought I might like it. I, you know, I'm sure they were recruiting a little bit. Sure. The program's pretty small. <laughs> yeah. So they're always looking for more people, but, um, she was right. <laughs> cool. So I applied and I was actually a dual major for for a while. Um, and then I figured out it's just so many credits to do a dual dual masters that you uh-huh. can almost just get a PhD. So I was like, uh, I'll just do landscape architecture for now. And then later, if I want to do planning or something else, I could get a PhD. Okay. Um, which maybe will never happen. I don't yeah. know. But I do have this dream to one day be doctor and learner. Wow. Because it sounds awesome. cool. I mean, you, you can know? totally do it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so. Did you have uh, any internships along the way? Or like, how did you like sort of get your first taste of like, you know, this is what you're going to be doing as an urban designer? Yeah, I did. Um, and that's part of why I went back to grad school is because one, you know, two things that I didn't do when I was an undergrad is I never studied abroad and I never did an internship, which okay. I think are like essential things yeah. if you're in school that yeah. you should try and do because there are things that you can really only do while you're in school. Yeah, so. like no responsibilities <laughs> usually. So you can sort of like, you know, take some time here and there usually, not all the not Well, all the time, and a lot right. of places can't hire intern, like you can't have an intern who's not in school usually. Oh, like okay. it's like a requirement legally or, or something because otherwise see. you'd have to actually pay them a, uh, a salary. Loophole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, if you're in school, do that. Yeah. Um, so I, so my first summer of, of grad school I did a study abroad and so that mm-hmm. takes up like half of the summer so I thought I would never be able to get an internship I wasn't really trying and then um actually Laud Studio Brent Wall reached out to me and was like hey do you want to be an intern for the rest of the summer um because he knew that I could make websites using the program that they used okay. and so I was basically brought on to just up- update the website oh, really? as a, a thing because it's um the same program I had used at the screen printing company so okay. it kind of like is that kind of how you in. met uh the studio and all that like through that or or how did they find you in college I guess well um there's conferences every so often there's a local um chapter of the American Society of Landscape Architects and okay. so you kind of meet meet other people sure. that way and so we had met you know briefly okay. a couple of times and then cool. I did what I call really light stalking <laughs> he did a uh, presentation and I just went to to watch it and okay. so I was like right about the right time when he was about to start his company awesome so cool it so it was out. like a startup then that yeah joined. okay yeah he had just started the company like six months before I, okay. s- I started maybe 
like okay. full-time started. It had kind of been around, but it wasn't a full-time thing. Um, cool. So he had um, became the local local consulting landscape architect for Scissortail Park. And that uh -huh. is kind of what helped the company get started full-time. Awesome. So, and yeah. if I remember correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys were in that little building that's on Classen yeah. with the milk bottle on top, right? The milk bottle yeah. building, yes. I what's it. the name of the building? Like, <laughs> I just always talk building. about the milk bottle, but I'm sure it has like some kind of building name or something. No, I think that's it. It's on the historic register, yeah. and I'm fairly certain that's its official name. Yeah. But I've always driven by and I wonder name. like how big is it inside? Like, you know, it's like, it looks tiny when you're just like zooming by. But it's pretty small inside. <laughs> how, how many people do you think it can hold? Um, the most we ever had actually sitting at like desks in there was four people okay. and we still had room for like a little table and there's a tiny bathroom okay. in the point, the point of it, the little point. So we always yeah. joked like if the building ever got hit by a car and you were in the bathroom, you that were That was dead. my next question. Yeah. <laughs> so. Were there ever worried? Did you ever see like any sketchy like accidents or something? Because it's like right in the middle of the street, like both traffic's going both ways, there, right? It is like one of the most dangerous intersections in all of Midtown, like yeah. all of the central Oklahoma City is actually that intersection, more 23rd in Classen than 24th, okay. but it does create some blind corners there. So yeah. we definitely saw a few accidents and a yeah. lot of almost accidents. Oh, wow. There. <laughs> <laughs> and we have really big windows in that building, so you could see, okay. them, yeah. <laughs> see them well. Yeah, it's a so. super cool building. Like, you know, I don't know who's in there now, but it's a cool building. I think they're transitioning to someone new right now. Like, okay. um, they're looking for... I, I think they already found someone. Actually, oh, man, it, goes, I was it say, goes pretty fast. New it was Maverick, like a waiting list. New Maverick <laughs> Podcast Studio. You know, <laughs> well, it falls through. Yeah. You can let the owner know. Awesome, cool. But, so we were talking about um, the the scissor tail design, and you you being involved with that, and that's like super cool because it's like a historic, you know, like park. You know, when I envision like, what if you would have got, you know, to be part of like Central Park in New York or something like that's, that's what cool. I would equate it to. Right. So, yeah, we didn't really get to do. So the Hargraves Jones is the the, art, the landscape architect on the park and they, you know, they did all of the design. We were mostly brought in um, to look at plants specifically because okay. they're not based in Oklahoma. So we have a weird, you know different climate here yeah. we get really hot in the summer and really cold in the winter yeah, both which, extremes <laughs> yeah it's very hard yeah. for plants a lot of places you kind of have the cold that you have to deal with but then you don't have to deal with the heat or you get the heat but not the cold and we yeah. get both so okay we've got kind of a limited palette here um so that's kind of our what our main role was and okay. i i have gotten to deal like only like the littlest bit and it's still so exciting i think yeah. um going to the national asla conference Let's see, like right before COVID. So I think it was fall of 2019 or so. And that's like everyone was talking about Scissor Tail Park. Really? So it's this like that's national awesome. and international conference. And yeah. multiple talks I went to, they're talking about Scissor Tail and how Oklahoma City has been like using our, our maps project and doing yeah. these things. And um, it was just crazy to be like the cool, you know, like right. cool. Yeah, like all these <laughs> cities and they're talking about Oklahoma City. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a change of pace because landscape architecture usually is kind of like coast, coasts and coasts and yeah. the center we kind of get forgotten a lot. So it was it was fun. That's cool. Yeah. And then to be able to add that to your resume and then also like down the road, like your family and everything, they can be like, oh, Jessica was part of this. Like that's super cool. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. Fun. it's fun to go there and it's weird though there's we're still working on it. i mean oh, really? we're building the lower park now so the oh, upper okay. park is done yeah. um i 
I've only gotten to visit the lower park a couple of times. There's other people in the office who are, you know, like that's their main thing that they do. Like yeah. every day they're like visiting the park and okay. making sure all the trees are in the right spot and they're looking good and stuff and um, that the plants are, are in right. So, yeah. um, but it's coming along and, you know, it's really cool to follow along and know about, you know, like there's a giant battery pit that was found. It was in the news. So it's just like buried. And cause yeah. I think before there used to be a lot of like, car like places repair and stuff like that right yeah it was called yeah. hubcap alley okay so there's tons of garages and stuff and the way to dispose of batteries was to bury them Jeez. which <laughs> is fine if that you're not about safe. to build a park there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah. they like came across it and so they had to you know do core drilling and like see oh, wow. how far like stuff had reached yeah. basically okay. but i everything's okay now they've figured it out and it's good i see um and all of that area used to be houses so it's it's been empty for quite a while but they used to be houses and so they kept like hitting water lines of like a house oh, had been there yeah. the house is gone but the water line is still under it and still sure. active and so or they'll even like, like hit gas it and lines. Then it's flooding yeah um water was the more water the more problematic okay. thing than gas i don't know if gas yeah. wasn't a big thing when they were built or not but i see um the whole area was you know the the river was there Mm -hmm. So it's kind of been like channelized and things by the um, Army Corps of Engineers. But the, all of downtown was flooding constantly back yeah. in, I don't know when, 100 years ago. Okay. Um, so that area has this amazing soil from all of this flood stuff. Uh, that's um, so you, like, you, you go out there and they haven't even started working yet. And the soil is just great. And there's these like beautiful plants and things. And um, cool. I'm excited to see what like how it's going to turn out. Yeah, what's the uh, the lower section of the park like? What's going to be there? I know like sort of the yeah. the other side is like more like walking trails and like spots for like food vendors and stuff like that, right? But I don't, I don't know if I know a lot about the lower lower section of that. Well, um, there's sports fields, so okay. we're, there's going to be I think there's two soccer fields and then some other fields. So. Um, really, they tried to talk to the community around the park and what they wanted. Okay. Um, and that was one of the big things that they wanted was to be able to go out and play soccer. So yeah. there's soccer. And then the promenade, which is the really wide walkway with the trees lining it, it continues down. It goes over the bridge and then it continues down. Okay. And then eventually it will connect all the way down to the river once that last park is built down there. I don't know what they'll call it. Okay. Um, cool. <laughs> and then um, there's these uh, lenses. So they're, they're like, um, there's a few in the upper park too. I don't know if you ever noticed them. them. They're yeah. like these circles with a little bit of the hill. And so they okay. kind of hold water and help it infiltrate into the grounds. And so uh, they have okay. kind of different plants on them. And there's cool. going to be a really big hill. It's really? Like this huge hill um, as part of it too. Okay. So Very cool. You'll be able to see the river from it, I think, as part of it. Awesome. And probably the skyline from there too. Cool. Sounds really yeah. cool. I mean, I, I just envision like when everything's like fully grown and all these cool like walking trails and everything, it's going to be a fun place to be for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So part of your job is not only like knowing about design, but also knowing about plants and like, you know, how they grow and which ones would be good for like certain environments and stuff like that or what? Yeah, there's yeah. A, a lot about figuring out what plants will work and what which ones won't work. And it's mm. a really hard part of the job because you can like put something in and then there's so many different factors that can yeah, affect it. Lots of variables and for sure. Yeah. One of like the just most basic things is if you plant a tree, you usually don't plant like a, a giant full grown tree. Like most people don't have money to bring in big trees. Yeah. Um, so you're planting this little tree and it's going to grow and it's going to get bigger. But when you plant it, the ground under it is like in full sun. Okay. But then as the tree gets bigger, 
it's going to shade all of that stuff. So it's like everything you plant is. So you have to like predict like how far out it's going to grow or something. Or you can you can can kind of predict that and use a plant that will one day be okay in the shade, or you just have to plant it knowing that it'll get phased out. And kind of all plants do that naturally. So like, because plants are designed to improve the soil. And yeah. then when the soil gets better, that plant that improves the soil can no longer survive there because it's made, it's called a ruderal plant. Like okay. it's, it's like kills itself out, but it's meant to go on somewhere else. Yeah. But if you're trying to just build this like static piece that will always look the same, it's just not really possible. Wow. And then plants. I imagine like the roots too, right? Of the tree, like they'll, if they spread out a lot, they may damage like other plants or other trees potentially. Um, or? not really other plants really. It's hardscape that you have to be careful about. So, okay. um, there's companies now that are like doing things to help you be able to plant trees Usually it's in urban settings. So like if you have a street tree in a narrow mm-hmm. tree well, you know, where every like inch of road is important, you're like, oh, we have to add a bike lane and we need yeah. places for people. And so trying to make sure that they they can get their roots down and make sure they go down and not like out and up and breaking okay. up your sidewalk and causing trip hazards or, you know, just making where you have to rebuild it. So I see. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about fungal networks. <laughs> <laughs> you told me about that. I was like, okay, I don't know where this is going to go. But so um, there's people, so they're studying this right now. I think generally like just fun- fungi and stuff is getting studied a lot right now. Uh-huh. But um, trees can talk to each other like through through the the fungus or the microcilium networks. Is that underground? Yeah, it's like yeah. all underground okay. and you don't see it. But they're like trees that are kind of like friends that will like be good pairs and so like if like if you have a a deciduous tree that has big leaves in the summer but in the winter it has no leaves and then you Uh have an evergreen tree with its tiny little needles like in the summer the evergreen tree is like uh you know i i'm not doing great so the tree with the big leaves can actually send it nutrients through through the networks like they can talk to each other and share stuff and then in the winter when the deciduous tree doesn't have any leaves and the evergreen tree can send it nutrients back and so they can work together and i haven't found a list yet of like the friend the friend trees like i want to know like what trees are friends because i have a really nice tree and i want to give it a friend because it's all alone now and i'm like you need a friend are there enemy trees too like if certain trees that don't get along maybe (laughs) uh yeah there are trees that they actually i don't know if it's really through the same networks but they like release a talk in that okay. um, will prevent other things from growing under them. I see. Um, yeah. But yeah. what's really cool about them too is whenever they're dying, whenever a tree is dying, it will actually send like over half of its carbon in its tree to another tree to like help wow. it survive. And so That's we, amazing. we like go in in like our, our house and stuff and we cut down a tree the second it gets hurt by, yeah. you know, the storm. But in reality, it could give all of its nutrients to your other tree and help make it stronger. So awesome. we're like cutting out its power to like yeah. help itself wow. in a way okay so kind of sad but <laughs> growing up my mom would always play music for the plants and talk to the plants and oh, she yeah. claimed that that would help them like do great and grow and they did look awesome like i can't keep a plant to save my life like i always kill every plant that i've ever gotten but do you think that that kind of like makes any difference like the way like you if you clean the leaves or the way that you like sort of like talk to it or something i don't know you know i don't know <laughs> it seems possible i think especially if you're cleaning it and not like not in a bad way but it yeah. seems like it would be able to like 
take up oxygen and stuff better through its leaves. Yeah. So if it's not like all dusty, yeah. like <laughs> got a good layer of dust is like, you can't breathe through that. Maybe so. that was, she was claiming it was the music, but really it was just like <laughs> keeping that leaf clean so it could do its, you know, photosynthesis and everything. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Cool. What type of uh, projects are you currently working on? Are you doing like uh, more like urban sort of park projects or like, do you do like both like domestic and commercial? Like what kind of projects do you work on? Yeah. Um, kind of residential and commercial and then public kind of like the three, okay. three different types of zones. So, um, I work mostly on public stuff and I really like bigger projects where you're like planning things and how, you know, things with multiple phases and how will yeah. everything fit together and like, what does this whole city need? Mm -hmm. Um, which I think goes a little bit back to my original <laughs> decree path of yeah. being a, in the regional city planning. Cool. So, um, that's what I really like. Um, right now I'm getting to work on projects for the village. So it's a small okay. city inside of Oklahoma city and there's only like 4,500 households. So it's, it's, it's little, yeah. um, but they have like, not everything is their own. Like they share some stuff with Oklahoma city, but really mm. they're their own city. They have their own city council. And, I want to say um, Sylvester Stallone was there like recording a, a movie or something here recently. He's doing a TV show uh, all around. Yeah. So he might've been in the yeah. village. I, I didn't I think hear it, that. I, if I remember the theme correctly, he's supposed to be like this like mob guy that like moves from the East coast to like Oklahoma. And then I think it's like based in like maybe the eighties or seventies. So okay. it would make sense if he was around that area, but that's the yeah. rumor that I heard. I'm not they sure. They do have a lot of houses. They're like, um, they were built basically after world war two. So uh -huh. as people were coming back home and they needed kind of affordable housing, like where sure. can we be? So it was just North on the North side of, of Nichols Hills. Okay. Um, that's where it is. So, and they're doing like a neighborhood project or like, what are they doing around there? Yeah. Well, yeah. first, um, well, I think my like very first year that I worked with Laud, um, they were doing um, something called the Village Vision, and they were looking at their main corridors um, because people don't really know the village exists. True. Like yeah. when I was a kid, my uh, or not kid, when I was younger, my cousin was so excited she was going to move into the village, and I was like, "What? Where's that? What did, I'm like, like <laughs> yeah. the village? You mean like this neighborhood? They're like, "No, it's a whole city." And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And she was so excited to move there, and I didn't really get it. I was like, "This is just Oklahoma City," but now like after working with them for so many years, like yeah. I understand and it really is special. Um, cool. But they were looking at their corridors because, you know, that's how traffic comes through. That's how, you know, they make their money. Cause sure. you know, if that's where businesses are and if you stop there and buy something in the village, they get that tax dollar. Okay. And then that's what they can use to help build sidewalks. So cool. that's, you know, sidewalks and parks. Um, they're building a lot of sidewalks, which is amazing right now. That's what, um, people there asked for kind of in the community survey okay. that we did, they really wanted to be able to walk around. Cool. So, yeah. I've seen um, a lot of bike, uh, bike lanes too, like throughout the city too. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed, yeah. um, Oklahoma city has been putting in sharrows like all mm. over the place. Yeah. It's um, cool. <laughs> yeah. So I, I guess that means more bikes are coming. Yeah. I, I I'm still a little afraid to ride a bike here, <laughs> but I think yeah. that maybe it's coming that yeah. I would be able to do it. So. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. What other projects uh, besides that do you have going on? Are you doing, do you mainly focus like here within sort of the city limits or do you also do like other surrounding cities? Uh, kind of regional, mo mostly here, but then a couple of things that are farther out. Um, one okay. thing we're working on right now is almost out to Missouri. Oh, wow. um, it's in Venita. So if you okay. know where the McDonald's goes over the highway or the turnpike, um, it's oh. right past that. Okay, cool. <laughs> so it takes a while to get out there. Yeah. Um, but we're working on that project and it should be done in probably a month. 
So we'll get to actually see it. It's been a long one. Um, but yeah, mostly stuff here. Cool. Kind of close by. What would you say is like the biggest challenge of like what you do? Like, you know, what are some of the hurdles that you face day to day? Um, one thing that I, I kind of struggle with is when I was in school and, you know, you would get, you would get like files for, for projects and they're like theoretical projects, but they're kind of real, Okay. but you never quite had like a perfect file where like everything was right. And I was like, Oh, it's just because we're in school, but no, mm-hmm. it's like reality. Like there's so many things. And like, even with like a perfect brand new survey, mm-hmm. it's not quite exact. Like nothing's ever exact. And okay. so if you're the type of designer who likes to like, align things off of the building or yeah. off of a corner and i mean that's like <laughs> you're a designer right like you want everything all the angles and everything to look perfect right yeah. yeah and so if you don't have the exact file i mean you you can draw it and you can say okay you know align this here but like nothing's ever quite right yeah. as you draw it and so i think just having to translate like that real world into to getting it to look like how you see it and want it to be on the paper into, yeah. into real life, I guess, is okay. challenging. <laughs> cool. When you were starting out, was there ever a time that you sort of like fumbled and like kind of like misunderstood something or sent the wrong design or something like that? Was there ever like, oh, <laughs> I made a mistake here? <laughs> um, I don't. I can't remember anything like big. Yeah. There's like processes in place. Like you, you're always going to miss something. Like nothing's okay. ever completely perfect. So like the whole construction process there's there's there are asis and addendums and things so they're like you're you know things will happen yeah you will like find them and and find solutions so okay i can't think of any like, i asked uh, that because uh <laughs> scrolling to through uh tiktok randomly the other day i saw where there was like a new house and they had like an awesome window and somehow they put sheetrock behind the window so you could see the window from the outside yeah. but inside there was like no window and i was like how does that happen like how do you miss so oh, there's a window here we're gonna put a big old piece of sheetrock here that's, that's crazy. crazy yeah i think some people can i don't know I, i've never installed sheetrock but i think that you could put it up and then like cut it after maybe yeah. for a more precise fit know, but because people like were like accident. they were living there already and they're like we see this window on the outside but inside our house we don't have a window so oh, it's it just like kind of funny oh, yeah. wow <laughs> so That's i don't know a big mistake <laughs> yeah it sounds like a mistake to me i just wondered like you know because usually if you work like another type of job a mistake isn't as big of a deal but if you're dealing with materials and budgets and all that sort of thing like there can be sort of like, you know, downhill repercussions if you screw something up, right? There, there can. Yeah. And pricing right now is just so all over the place. There's like all of this inflation and it's not, I guess, traditionally like prices would like go up slowly and everything kind of went up at about the same rate. But like yeah. now it's like one thing will go way up and then it might come down and then I something see. else will go up. And so it's really unpredictable. So we like designed this fence and we're like, oh, hey, here's the fence. And then the, the bid came back and it was just insane oh, how wow. much this fence cost. Yeah. And it's just because cedar is like really, yeah, really expensive crazy. right now. Yeah. And it used to be like wood was one of like the cheaper materials you could use. It's a mm-hmm. renewable resource. Um, and now it's not so much. Not. <laughs> and so you're yeah. just having to kind of like rethink everything that you thought you knew. And um, one thing that we've been doing is doing more cost estimating throughout the process now and okay. hiring professionals to make I sure see. that because they but they're having a really hard time with it, too, because even though it's what they do all the time. Yeah all the time is not the same as it used to be. Yeah. So. so are you also responsible for like sourcing the different plants and finding like vendors and all that to, to do your projects or? 
That is yeah. actually a very hard part of our job because um, no, we're not. So we don't install anything. We only design things. Okay. So um, the contractor gets to pick where where they get their their stuff from. I see. So they you know they can use whatever they want, and that helps keep prices low because there's competition. Yeah. But if you specify something and then no one has it, then yeah. you have to do your work again and find something else. Or some people will just put in whatever they want and they won't even ask you. Okay. Depends on the contractor. So yeah. um, we've tried to start doing that and finding the plans first and then putting them in or, you know, putting them in the plan that way. So it's, it's yeah. a, a balance. <laughs> wow. Okay. So. Was there ever a plan B? Like, you know, now it sounds like you, you love your job. You, you sort of get excited when I ask you about designs and everything you <laughs> could say, you could tell, right. You can always tell like when a person likes what they do, was there ever a plan B? Like, did you always, you know, have another career option in mind or no? I mean, I, I really enjoyed uh, graphic design as well. So uh -huh. I guess I could have just kept doing that and not gone to school and did more. But okay. I just am always liking to learn and, and do more and go to school and learn new things. I'm also, um, I'm a trained doula. I, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Now tell me about that. Like, that's like, a, like, is it delivering babies basically? No? Or? Well, no, they no. don't deliver the babies. They like serve the the mother during delivery okay. and after. And there's also death doulas now. Oh, really? So yeah, just generally anytime people okay. need need help. Oh wow! <laughs> I so guess you could say who's who's the the is it a midwife then that delivers the the baby or yeah? So they work with the doula in conjunction or how's that work? Yeah, yeah, and doulas can also go just in like hospitals where there's doctors oh. and not midwives. Okay. Um, so they. They can go anywhere or for home births or, or yeah. anything. I like so. how you just slipped that in. I'm a certified doula. <laughs> like, no, I'm not certified. I'm <laughs> okay. trained. Okay. But still, <laughs> like, how does that, like, you know, we're talking design, we're talking plants, and all of a sudden doula. How well, does that come about? I'm also, <laughs> oh, here so I'm also a yoga teacher. <laughs> what? Um, I, ha I, stopped, I stopped teaching basically when I started grad school. So I had just finished my 200-hour like uh, training yeah. and then like, I think it was that same weekend as the next day. I think I started grad school. Oh man. So I haven't really taught since, since then, but yeah. I have, I have all that. And, um, I, I'm very interested. I, 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 in every, everything. Almost. Yeah. It so sounds I just like, like to, it, yeah. to learn about it and That's do awesome. it. Um, I think workshops, you just learn so much. And so yeah. um, whenever I found out that I was going to be having a niece, uh -huh. um, that's kind of when I started the training. And so I was okay. able to be there for them during that delivery. And um, I actually got to be in the room. That's they they cool. ended up meeting a cesarean, but I got to be in the room only yeah. because I was a doula, not wow. because I was family. Okay. So <laughs> That's cool. Most people like, would have said, I'm there. about to have a niece. Let me find a gift card. <laughs> but you were like, I'm going to have a niece. Let me become a doula. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Cool. So, so uh, do you plan to pursue that anymore or was that just for the niece and that was like, well, a, um, I thought I had, I thought that I might pursue it, um, but I figured out uh, you have to stay up for really long periods of time. Okay. Because, you know, labor. Yeah, labor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and I can do that. Like I'm good yeah. at staying up for long periods of time, but then yeah. I need to sleep. Okay. <laughs> and so if you're only like a part-time doula, then I don't like, you can't really have a job. And so I think I would have had to go like all in I see. and I wasn't sure of like uh, that sure. So. Is there a good money in the doula business? Like, I don't no? know. I don't didn't know? have a paying oh, that's client. True. Yeah. You, know? you just had the niece. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You did a little pro bono there. So yep. <laughs> that's funny. What about the yoga? Like how does the, I, I have to confess, like I'm curious about yoga, 
but I'm so intimidated to try it because I know I'm going to look silly and I'm not flexible and I'm going to fall and I'll have horrible balance, but I think it would be cool to try. Yeah. It is. I, there's so many different types of yoga too. And people don't know that. Um, or not everyone knows that a lot of people do know yeah. that now. Um, so I think just finding like the right place for you is yeah. really important. And, um, it's not intimidating. I, okay. I, I think if you have a good teacher, um, they can, you know, always work with you. How so. do you start off? Like if, if you've never done yoga day one, you're not flexible, no balance. Like what, what sort of stuff do you work on initially? Well, um, the place that I finished my 200 hour teaching, um, at, they're actually no longer a like physical studio. They kind of okay. started doing online videos during COVID and that just has stuck, but mm -hmm. they had this really great class and I assume they still have it online. Um, and it's, it's made for people who have had injuries or who, you know, just for whatever reason can't go to like a regular yoga class or I maybe see. they're worried. And so like one thing you do is there's like a folding chair and if you can't bend down and touch your toes, you like bend down to the seat uh, of the chair. And okay. if you can't bend down to the seat of the chair, you can bend down to the back of the chair. I see. And there's just so many props and things that you can use yeah. um, to, to whatever your ability is at that time. That okay. Just do, I've always heard that. it's like great for uh, controlling your breathing and then controlling your core. And it, I know it's like super challenging to like do all that. It's probably like super difficult to do. Right. So, well, it can be, um, but I think everyone just, does to the level that they want want okay. to do so you don't have to do all that like okay. you can just like lay on your back and do shavasana and like what that's is that yoga. <laughs> what, is, what is shavasana so know. that's the best part of yoga class yeah. <laughs> uh, so a lot of places so like at the end of your your class you like lay on your back for five to ten minutes yeah and so the idea of it is that you you know you just did all these things you stretched or used your muscles like you're kind of realigned in a way and yeah. so if you lay down it kind of helps your body like absorb that like okay this is where my muscles go oh, and just okay. relax and cool um cool down if you were in a really hot class <laughs> cool the <laughs> the most that. i know about yoga is there's an episode of the fresh prince of bel-air and he goes to try yoga and he's like surrounded by all these ladies right and they're like sir you have to get out of here and he's like nah i'm gonna stay right yeah. <laughs> and i was like tss, tss. <laughs> The namaste is like part of the yoga, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's like all I know. <laughs> so it's like, hello or peace be with you. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Peace be with you. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah. What other, uh, so you, okay, we got doula, we got yoga. What are some of your other hobbies? Uh, photography, right? Photography. Um, I think through yoga, I also was into like learning about Reiki for a little while, which is, is like that? energy, like Japanese. I think Japanese energy. Okay. <laughs> so right. it's like, um, I, I kind of describe it to people as like feng shui, okay. feng shui. Like there's this idea that there's like this energy around you, but yeah. like Reiki is like how it affects your body and like moves through you and stuff. Okay. So cool. um, some people really enjoy it. I just like did the training. I'm like, okay, that's yeah. kind of enough for now. But every so often I'm like, oh, Reiki. Like, that's awesome. So, like, so you're a big believer it. of like energies and like, sort of like transfer of energy with different things or, or no? I think kind of like a flow and like movement and it it's part of how I design things is like thinking about how people will move through a space okay. is is kind of the same thing to me as like thinking about how energy would move through a space. So to me, energy yeah. is just like 
what people would do. So, you know, if you're designing something and you build a bottleneck, you know, mm-hmm. like that's not going to work for people uh, and how okay. are they going to move and how will their like energy like be frictioned and, and stuff. Yeah. So, okay. Very you know. cool. That's awesome. So many, <laughs> so many like interests. You're kind of like me where you like pick up these random projects and you just like, sounds like you just, like get interested and you're like hooked and you go for it. Right. Yeah. 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 And I try and learn, you know, like as much as I can about a thing and then that usually leads to something else. And yeah. I learn about that. And <laughs> that's awesome. That's keep, really cool. Learning more. Yeah. I think uh, having that curious spirit and like keeps you young and like you get to try these cool things, meet cool people that otherwise you probably wouldn't have. Right. Yeah. I think yeah. getting, getting to meet people. And that's one thing that I do miss from working at the screen printing company is, okay. you know, you got to meet so many different people yeah. from so many different things. And I, you know, I still get to work with a lot of people, but the number of them and it, it's just more limited. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, I guess probably the only thing that I like really miss that yeah. I'm not getting. And right there's now. probably like less interaction maybe because you're sort of dealing with more plans versus like more people on a day to day basis, kind of what you do now or no? Yeah, or do you I still mean, deal with a bunch of people on a day to day basis? Not on a day to day basis. So okay. You know, maybe like email day to day, but like in person, yeah. it's more, you know, like a couple of times a month, there's like okay. a meeting where people would be together instead of like every day you're seeing a few people, you yeah. know, it's, a, yeah. it's a, a different, but, um, I did help with a conference recently. Um, and I got to see a lot of people at that, which, and it's weird how like people from your past, like kind of come like, and you see them again, you're like, oh yeah. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> so did you like run people with, like from school or did you run into people from just like other jobs or what? Well, let's see. Um, so the conference was the Congress for New Urbanism. Uh-huh. Um, so there was definitely like a focus on like um, urban design. Yeah. Um, so I ran into people. I right out of high school, I had an internship with the Oklahoma Visual Arts Coalition. Okay. So because I was a photo major, your like final project in school back then, you know, you have to have an art show, basically. I think you could do other things, but basically we all had art shows. Cool. Um, and so I did my art show with OVAC and then they offered me an internship for the summer. And so okay. I got to know them. And then I started volunteering with Momentum, which is an art show for artists 30 and under. Okay. And I did that for like five years, I think, maybe. Cool. Five years or so. And so like through those five years, you like meet different people on the committee and, and stuff. And so like one of the people that I met on the committee ended up speaking at one of the tours that I organized. Um, and that was great to like, like reach out to them again and, and like meet, see them again, you know, yeah, it had been years. Cool. And so that kind of came through. And then I went to factory obscura as part of the, um, one of the like opening night events and a okay. lot of the people there, one of them used to work at OVAC. She was the, I think vice something vice and, director. Uh, Factory Obscura, is that part of the whole Flaming Lips uh, Museum? Uh, I don't know what that building's called, but so isn't it, it like the Flaming It was called Lips the, womb, the Womb whenever it was yeah. Flaming Lips. And then I don't know if they sold, like it's not really theirs anymore. Uh, okay. As far as I know, it's like completely okay. not Flaming Lips anymore. Yeah. But some of the outside, I think, still has their, yeah. their mark I on mean, it. Yeah, I mean, you can't <laughs> miss the building. Like you're like, oh, what's going on here? It like stands yeah. out. It's a really cool building. It is really yeah. cool. Yeah. And I think there's even a new exhibit now that okay. is something more exciting to go to. Cool. Um, but so 
like there were people there that I knew from OVAC and then people that I had worked across the street from when I mm-hmm. worked at the screen printing shop and just awesome. like people that I worked with when I was in high school. It's like all these people like yeah. from my past all in yeah. one week That's coming cool. together. Yeah. It was was fun. So you would say that you're a, a big people person. You enjoy like sort of, no, <laughs> I'm really? not though. What? I'm like really? pretty introverted no normally. Um, really? But I like, I, I guess instead of like, I wouldn't want to go to like a big party, but like a dinner party where you could like talk to like a few people okay. and learn things, I okay. guess. That's funny <laughs> <together>. because <laughs> all your interests that you've, you've mentioned involve a lot of people like yoga, you, doula, like everything, like photography. Doula is like a small number of people in one room. True, <laughs> true. But I mean, it's always like <laughs> probably strangers, right? Like people you don't know if you were to pursue that beyond your niece, for sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, cool. Yeah. All right, so tell me about teeth. Oh, <laughs> oh I guess we're almost done then. Okay. So no, we're not done. I just, oh, you just, just want to know? a conversation. Yeah, I, I couldn't <laughs> wait to ask about this because I have no idea what you're about to tell me. <laughs> so um, most people don't know this can happen, but um, if you have a very high fever, as I did when I was a kid, uh-huh. um, your teeth are like inside of your face. <laughs> yeah. I mean, before they like come out of your gums, that's where they are. And so I had a really high fever. As a baby, like newborn um, or, or what no, are we talking about? No, I was about? like three or four or so so it was high enough like I remember they put me in an ice bath like it was like that high that they were Uh worried um but it actually melted my teeth the fever was so high and so like mostly it was my baby teeth and so Mm -hmm. like I had like kind of like weird shapes and and stuff um that I recently learned that it can also kind of like uh, interrupt your enamel production and like make your teeth weaker okay than ones that aren't really melted even they can still be kind of like messed up so Mm. i had uh, melted melted teeth but they're all all gone (laughs) now (laughs) and that was just like a a random fever or something or do you know i don't remember like what what caused it i had ear infections a lot as a kid i was on a lot of like the pink antibiotics for those but i I don't know if it was like an ear infection gone wrong or (laughs) gone super that sounds scary (laughs) yeah i didn't i didn't know at the time but yeah yeah it didn't feel good (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome what would you say like if i were to ask you hey jessica what's been the biggest challenge that you faced so far like well i'm gonna put you on the spot what would be your answer to that like you know maybe a point in your life that you could have gone either way maybe you were on the brink of giving up or something like what would be your, your challenge you know i think um grads the like the last semester of grad school was really tough yeah i think everyone tells you before you go to grad school they're like oh grad school is harder than college and you're like yeah 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 i think kind of go going to class in and having class in be harder than college was yeah. a little bit misleading because you're like oh it's you know, it's just like college, but more, <laughs> yeah. but it's not. And you're working and it really is different. And I kind of did my classes out of sequence. Okay. Um, and so my last semester I was doing like my final like thesis project and I was doing a studio at the same time. Oh, it was, it was a lot. And so. you were also working full time, I guess, or not full time, only okay. part time, but okay. was still, yeah. It's like working, you know, working on real projects, like, yeah. And then, you know, those projects like are important to real people. And then the school project, it's like, well, this is only really important to me. Like, okay, does cool. it matter? But, um, yeah, it's <laughs> sounds pretty intense. <laughs> yeah. Now to get into, you said that you potentially might want to do city planning in the future to get into that. Is it like super challenging? Like if you want to be like the city planner for X city, is it like, super difficult to get into that field or how do you even get started in that? Well, um, 
you can actually get your planning license with a degree in landscape architecture if you have done enough work in planning because okay. originally they were in the same field like they okay. kind of split off from each other but they have like the same roots and in, in history so they're like friends or a family tree I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I could theoretically not even have to go to school and get okay. to that. And I think really it's like the size of the city that, that matters. And I okay. think your background could really help, you know, depending on what a city needs. Yeah. Um, you know, you might be a good fit. So. Yeah. Pie in the sky. Like what city would you want to like sort of live in and design for? Oh, uh, I have. I honestly have no idea. I have no idea. really, <laughs> I have never really no. thought about that. Um, I think just working with the village, I really enjoyed like the smaller community. Okay. And, but I like the idea of living in a dense urban space. So it doesn't okay. really like yeah. go, go together because <laughs> I think living in the place that you would be planning for would be really beneficial. Yeah. So I, I don't yeah. know that. I'm just envisioning happen. like Brooklyn Bridge or like, you know, something like iconic, you know, and you're like, I designed that. Like, how cool would that be? Right. And I think most places they put a plaque, right? Like a, like this person designed this or something, right? Like yeah. on buildings even, right? Yeah, a lot of buildings have them. Um, some some parks do, not as many. It just depends on, you know, mm -hmm. who who did it. And usually it depends on who paid for it. <laughs> you know, if the person who paid for it is going to have like a recognition plaque and then, you know, yeah. more people can get on there. Um, but planners, you don't really get to design like the thing, like the bridge, you know, that wasn't designed by uh, the city planner. Okay. You know, that was designed probably by an engineer. I, um, see. I actually don't know the person's name. I yeah. probably like <laughs> have it in my head somewhere. But, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So it's weird because you can't, I, I don't know, like if you were only a planner, you wouldn't get to do detailed design. Anymore. I see. So like, I guess maybe I don't even know what a city planner does because if are they sort of like just putting the pieces together and like projects, like managing the projects. And then there's like architects, engineers for the specific projects within the city plan. Like, I don't know, I guess now I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> I thought on you. <laughs> it's complicated because cities aren't built just by like the public sector. They're also built by the private sector. And yeah. so part of city planning can just be like writing the code that shapes what can be built by the uh, other people. Okay. And so um, zoning is part of that. Um, there's something called form-based code as well, mm -hmm. where instead of saying like, this has to go here, it's like whatever goes here needs to kind of be this shape or it can be like this tall. Yeah. Um, they're kind of like different, I don't know, you're always learning more and, and changing things. And so they're sure. kind of moving away from like, oh, this is a commercial only zone. Because if you've got these like really separated uses, then you've got people driving and moving around and having yeah. traffic where if you kind of have everything mixed, there's more opportunities for people to like live close to where they work. And okay. um, so it's it's changing. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> OK, got it. But. Me uh, with, with my DJ stuff, I whenever I go to a wedding or an event, like I usually can't unplug and I notice like what music's being played and if they mess up, like I can tell, right? Does that happen to you when you like go to places? Do you like pay attention more to like the designs and like you do? <laughs> yeah, it just happened last week. Actually, we went to um, Guthrie Green in Tulsa because uh -huh. uh, we were at a conference in Tulsa and I have been there numerous times and it's always yeah. about like, oh, you're, you know, you're there for an event and you're just there and you're just enjoying the space and you might like notice a little thing here or there, sure. but this time was for the conference and we, you know, it's just like, oh, there are maybe 40 of us, like 40 landscape architects, like walked, walked yeah. into the park and we're all like, oh, how did this work? And like, <laughs> did this bridge do okay? And like, how are things aging? And um, maintenance is so important to like how the project will 
last over yeah. time. And so you can really just like see it there because it's about 10 years old now, yeah. I think. Okay. Um, so it's been around a while. Um, That's funny. So it still... does happen. Like you go to a place and you like start paying attention like, oh, they use this type of like, you know, uh, sort of like wood piece here or this plant here. Like yeah. you start noticing all this stuff. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, one of my favorite cities, Chicago, they have, I don't know if it's like a, you would call it a logo or a crest or something, but it basically represents where the rivers meet and it looks like a, like a peace sign without the, the circle part, basically. And once you know about that, you see it throughout the whole city. Like it's on notice. like, yeah, you, you'll have to look it up because yeah. once you know about it, you're like, oh, it's here, it's here, it's here, like everywhere. They just it's, like put yeah. it on, on buildings yeah, or on sidewalks? Yeah, buildings, sidewalks, okay. like cement you name it like once you like know about it it's hard to like unsee it's pretty crazy I, yeah i don't know what it's called i don't i don't think it's like a logo it's more like a like a shield or something for the city but it's basically supposed to be in the shape of like where the rivers connect in, okay. in chicago next and, time i go back i'll look yeah <laughs> i'll probably see a million of them yeah no, <laughs> now that it, i look for it it'll drive you crazy like you're like notice it everywhere it's kind of funny like a where's waldo yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, I think I'm going to also start doing this on the podcast where I ask the guests, like, if we were to pull up your playlist, Ooh. like, what would I find on your yes. playlist? Whenever you were first talking about doing the podcast and it was the 10 songs, I made a yeah. list of 10 songs. Did like, you really? Right away. No way. Yes. You have your list? I do have my yeah. list. Let's, let's see it. Let's see. <laughs> but it's mostly... <laughs> I have a new no list. judgment zone. Like what happens on the Maverick podcast stays on the Maverick <laughs> podcast. So, Also, um, so right now, today, um, I've been listening to the Bleachers album. Ah, uh, okay. Um, my brother told me about it. He was cool. Like, oh, this, this album. The Black Keys are about to drop and I'm super excited about it. I love the Black Keys. You like the Black Keys? I do like yeah. the Black Keys. So there's a new one coming out? Yeah, Friday, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah Friday the 13th. <laughs> I guess I'll have to turn my phone off of airplane mode. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Should I just tell you yeah. the songs? If you, yeah, if you remember, yeah. I remember some of them. Okay. I remember some of them because they're like about people dying, <laughs> which is sad, <laughs> but I'm also laughing. Okay. But um, <laughs> just like songs that were important, like because of someone, I guess yeah. it's a little melancholy. Okay. So like the songs that you have on your playlist, like remind you of like friends and family members and yeah. Oh, okay. That's or, cool. Or so the first song I put on here was the Joker uh -huh. by Steve Miller band. Yeah. Um, so when I was little, like three and four years old, I would sing it and I didn't know all the words, yeah. but I would sing whatever I thought they were saying. And apparently it just like really offended my grandmother. And so it's uh, always like, cause it's uh, like a, I'm a toker. Or yeah. I thought a midnight toker was just someone who talked a lot at night yeah. and I thought he just had a weird inflection in yeah. his voice. And the yeah. peaches was pretty fun. Yeah. Like I think as a kid, like, a peach was a peach, yeah, but um, yeah. what, just like the visual of it worked out really well. Yeah, I, I was. I love your peaches. I want to shake your tree yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so awesome. I just cool. took everything uh, at face value. Yeah, as a three -year -old, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's fine. Yeah. And then Cosmic Dancer by T-Rex was okay. on there. Um, it's in the movie Billy Elliot, which I really enjoy that movie and like all the music. It's almost all T-Rex. So, yeah, awesome. Um, that's good. Little Jan Tiersen. Okay. Which uh, from Amelie, little cigaros, if I'm saying that right, Hapi okay. Pola. Yeah. So I really like languages, and so that's one of the songs that I like looked up like what all the words mean, uh, and so okay. whenever it comes on, I'm like, oh, yeah. this, I know what this is about. It's about hopping into puddles and yeah, and stuff, cool. and yeah. like that was fun. Awesome. Um, Bermuda Highway, my morning jacket. I haven't heard that one. 
Do you have to tell me about that? Yeah. Uh, it's a sad song. It's a sad song. It's like really slow. Okay. So like slow, slow sad song. Okay. Um, bridge over troubled water. Okay. That's a that's a person dying song. Yeah. Uh, Shake real low. <laughs> okay. Uh, by King Kong and the Barbecue Show. I'm seeing like no connection between all these songs, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Direct Address by Lucy Dacus is one of the earlier ones. Okay. Where she was so well-known, I guess. Yeah. No Hard Feelings by the Avet Brothers and Shadows by Future Islands with Debbie Harry. Okay. Very so cool. I think awesome. that was like three years ago yeah. when I made the list. I don't know if I yeah. made it today, wow. what it would be. Yeah. But that's awesome. That's what I yeah. did. <laughs> I'm glad you came prepared. Like I just like decided to ask that randomly and you had your playlist. That's I had awesome. It. <laughs> yeah. So future uh, guests on the Maverick podcast, be prepared. You set the bar up high for everybody else. <laughs> I made the list. I've yeah. been ready for years. I've been yeah. waiting for that question. Very cool. But the the future islands is like definitely overall my favorite. Yeah. I'm like a top point one percent listener of future islands. Really, Spotify, which nice. I'm very proud of, and I have to like maintain. That. On your like wrap up, it's like one point one percent or whatever. Uh, point one. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I calculated how many people are up there. It's not very many, but yeah. Yeah. Are they touring still or have you seen them live? Or? I have not seen them no. live. They had never come to Oklahoma of like course. ever. And yeah. then they came. Oh, they did And come. I didn't know. Really? <laughs> I That's missed funny. it because I hadn't really started paying attention to concerts again. Yeah. So okay. I, I just missed, missed oh, them. Man. And it was very, very sad. <laughs> yeah. Not very good for being the president of the fan club. You need I to... <laughs> know. I have to pay more attention. I just yeah. assumed they wouldn't come. But they did a really great, whenever they released their last album, they did this great like online concert. Okay. Which they filmed like in this round soundstage. Sweet. And it was like live and you could like buy tickets to it and you could watch it for like the weekend. And then okay. it's gone. It's cool. So it was awesome. kind of like a live show. Very cool. So we are getting the signal here that we hit our mark. So oh. we're out of time. You okay. know, we definitely have a lot more to talk about. So if you ever want to come back, you know, the door's always open. Okay. I guess to wrap things up, a uh, piece of advice if you would like to, to give, you know, the listeners out there, you know, if they're struggling with maybe like, you know, what to do as far as career or maybe they're scared to try new things. We've learned about you that you like go all in and you pursue multiple go projects. To Just, <laughs> Just do, do more yeah. school, learn more things. Don't get student loans if you can avoid it. Though. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Just learn things without that. Cool. Well, there you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, the very talented Jessica Lerner on the Maverick podcast. Keep grinding because in the dream we trust.